So you want to chat all things Hillcrest? Find out what's the tea in D.C. Or who's up and coming in town? And what shows are hot and where? Entertainment, pop culture, and all things drag? Well, you've come to the right place. From the Church of Glam Studios, live from the world-famous Urban Moe's Bar and Grill. This is GGTV. Hey, girl. Hey. Good afternoon and welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi. We have a bunch of people here in the studio audience. Of course, our listeners are not going to know that, but... <laughs> I think they might be able to hear them just a little bit. So we have a live studio audience today here at Moe's, here at Urban Moe's here in San Diego. Yes. Yes, and it is the GGTV podcast here at the Church of Glam. And for those of you that are just tuning in or just joining us in the audience, so a little background on what the Church of Glam is. Uh, you know, I've always felt that as gay people, we are not necessarily welcome in organized religious spaces. And gay bars have been a church for us for many years. Absolutely. You know, I mean, because we like to worship things. Um, uh, maybe not necessarily. Uh, well, we worship the D's here. Okay. Are you D's. familiar with the five D's? I'm familiar with at least one D, but I've had five. But what are the? Oh, other you've. T- uh, how did you get five in, girl? <laughs> okay, you know what? Use the apps. They do work. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Um, so we worship um, drag, divas, daddies, dick, and drinks. I love. I actually, all five of those I subscribe to, I have pledged to, and I am very affiliated with. Familiar with, yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) So this is fabulous. Thank you so much for having me today here on the pod. Um, I'm D'Angelo. and I'm from Bald and Bingeable, and so it's, uh, it's been a nice, like, little guest spot here on the Glitz Glam GGTV situation. So this is fun. And today we're talking about Joe Whitaker. You know, um, personally, I've only know I only knew Joe through passing, and we had done a few events here at Urban Moe's. And uh, I mean, obviously, a very sweet guy, mm-hmm. um, a beautiful man to look at as well. Absolutely, I think that's one of the things that people like first like latched onto was the, was the look, it was the face, it, it was the, the vibe, yeah, it was absolutely. the moment. And then you know he was everybody's good friend, everybody's best friend, everybody's connector. You know what I mean? That's what he did was he connected people. He connected um, a lot of different people and different men and different people who you know recognize themselves you know in, as being a gay man and that sort of a thing and found a place in the club world to put them all together. And to so, celebrate them. Absolutely. To celebrate the daddies. To absolutely celebrate the daddies. And those that love them. Yes. And so he was the OG Dilf. You know what I mean? And so it's one of those kind of things. that. So um, we're right now, we are sitting here at Moe's Universe on, an, on a Sunday afternoon. And normally on the weekends where he would rule at least one part of the weekend. Either a Saturday night, he would have a party somewhere. He had like parties in 19 different cities. Wow. Okay, and so, and then different, um, I wanna say like uh, legs to his party. So he had the Dilf party, he had the fucker party, he had um, the happiness tea dances. So he had Escapade, which was like the boat cruise that they did over yes. on the water here for Pride. Yes. Um, and then there was also just other, da- other 
things that also like fell underneath those uh, the umbrella, the Joe umbrella. Fell underneath the Joe umbrella <laughs> that would you know, depending on what your flavor was, you would have something to go to. So something I, for everyone. Something for everybody. So what was great is that like in the past couple of years, we found ourselves um, working together a lot more in like the nightlife world, you know, and so. Um, in my real life, in my day job, I do like this corporate event stuff. And so, and in the past few years, Joe's parties were getting so big and he needed to bring in dancers and he needed to bring in costuming and more drag artists and that sort of thing. Cause he did love his drag queens. Yes. Yes. He loved his drag girls and, uh, and he was very loyal. That's one of the things about Joe is that when it was, when it came to a DJ, a drag queen, a piece of talent. He, once you came and you turned the party, you were coming to another party. He was rebooking you. He found you to be wonderful. And if you made his dreams come true, um, and something that he would say, you know what I mean? Like, you made my dreams come true tonight. You know, it was just one of those things. Like, most recent time that he, that I got to experience that was uh, for Pride in 2022. We did the Escapade um, boat cruise. And it had been growing every year. So the first year, you know, Chad Michaels was always his diva that was going to be on this yes. boat, you know, and so because the vision of Chad as Cher, you know, turn back time in the black outfit, leather jacket, you know what I mean? And so, and we're going to be cruising past the aircraft carrier here, the USS Midway, so he needed to have that piece. So that was like the jewel that was on this. And then each year it grew. So then he took on more drag queens. He had Jasmine and Echelon, you know, the People's Queen. And then, um, as things came through last year, the theme was always based on some kind of a song. So happiness, you know, uh -huh. that we played at the top of the show today. Yeah. So Alexis Jordan's happiness Love that is song. really his theme song. Now we have made that his, you know, it's a tribute now to Joe. But songs like Vogue and whatnot. But Joe really latched onto because he loved music, but he would latch onto the music video, the live performance, the concert footage. So whatever it was, and if he found some spark of inspiration from it he wanted us to bring it to the table so last year we brought trina modell out and oh, we know trina the vogue number yes oh. so we did the vogue number from 1990 yes you know elizabeth musical Awards, renaissance right? and mm -hmm. so we did it with the full we did it with dancers yep and it was just this spectacular moment that happened near the end of the night the light was perfect lasers and all that kind of thing and then we have you know trina come out as madonna to do this and at the end of it, he like runs over and I'm just like, okay, are we happy? Like, is, you know, did everything go as, and he has like tears in his eyes. He's like, you made my dreams come true. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing a really, really bad impression, but whatever. <laughs> but um, it was just like those kind of moments. And so and it was like, we're going to build on this. And we're going to have another, pro you know, like the next year and those kind of things. And so um, it was really easy to please Joe if you gave him what he asked for. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like, that, that was like the best thing. Like, yeah, see, like we have right now the, the was he specific? Like, they hear that. Yeah. Was he specific when he asked for something? That is. Well, I don't know in all the realms, but the thing is, is like, but when it came to this, it was. So we have to ask like Colin and, you know, other people about those other little details. But the thing is, is like, you know, that was, that was my job was to bring something to the table that he, you know, that he wanted to see happen and we made it happen and it was just like this spectacular moment. But the biggest piece of gratitude at the end of the day was just seeing his face light up, so excited that we did this, you know what I mean? That this moment that we were, like, anticipating, you know? And so, you know, it's theater. 
you know, that's how this is kind of Theater. Absolutely. Yeah. When did Joe start, uh, start events? Like about eight years ago. 2014. So 2014. We're, right now, we're calling the crowd right now. Okay. So 2014 was when the when the event started. So I can actually just go into like, I'm gonna give my little my little side piece. Yeah. Here. Give us your side piece. So I remember back when Joe was first starting this party thing, and so we were sitting at Daddy's Starbucks here in San Diego, who was known as Daddy Starbucks. Now it's an ice cream shop or something. Um, <laughs> and we were sitting outside and we're talking, and I'm like looking at him. And we're looking at his social media, and he's like, I think I want to do parties. And at this time, he was kind of flirting with this whole real estate thing. And, well, then do parties, Joe. Like, what do you want, what do, you want to do? You have all these people that... He would put a picture on Facebook as his new profile pic and would get 750 likes in the first 20 minutes. And uh-huh. then, like, 5,000 people would be sharing his photos. And it was like, it's just a face picture. It was a profile photo, but he's got that face. So, you know what I mean? Those eyes, the, the, the chin, everything else. It just, it works when it's all together. And mm-hmm. he made it work. And people were wanting to see this face. They wanted to get to know him. And then the thing was, is as people got to know him and meet him, there was warmth that was like behind the eyes. And then there was extra sustenance that they can like grab onto and they wanted to be the friend. So it just made sense for this man to throw parties. So we're sitting there and it's like, we'll throw a party, have a thing. And like, so he was um, playing with different names, you know. There was like Bulge, I think. I think that was the first one here. Uh-huh. I think I remember Bulge. Yeah, so Bulge was like the first one here at Moe's. And then yeah. like, the Dilf party happened. And it started off as a beer bust down at Pex here in San Diego. Okay. And it was like a precursor to like bear night and everything else because, you know, you don't know what to do between dinner and the actual club. So he started a beer bust. Okay. It was a Dilf thing. And then that evolved. He took the Dilf name trademarked just something happened and then all of a sudden the relationships with the clubs the nightclubs the pride organizations whatnot they all started falling into peace and then he had this just like beautiful legacy of like these parties where he was getting people together and it's pretty amazing like what he did in like the span of like from 2014 until now less than that's 10 years and in 19 cities that's huge i mean dilf dilf the brand is known worldwide absolutely i mean people know Joe. People know Joe. They know they know the face. They know the cigars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know the damn dad. He was just smoking a pipe right behind us a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. And that's the other thing, like heart cigar men, like the social, like mm. the, the social of it all. So like there's other parts of his legacy that were like out there that he was connecting, you know, leather men, he was connecting people that were into cigar smoking and pipe smoking, that type of thing. So and he just found these little niches that needed to be filled. But like <laughs> <laughs> but you know I'm I mean? sure a lot of things got filled on those nights. Probably. I mean, it was a dull party and whatnot. Okay, so we're sitting here. This is a completely different situation. That I you're, you're used to. Then I'm used to. I'm I know. The to, whole like, live thing is it's, it's, it's different, right? It's absolutely a trip because we are here right now. There's so much energy in this bar. I mean, people that are like looking at us right now. So I think with that, and there's the people who are here... Do you guys have any stories? We have a little like hot mic here, like a boots on the ground mic situation. So if you guys have a little story that you guys want to tell us about a party situation, something fun. Where you met Joe, maybe the first time you met Joe. Yeah. Feel but, free to come on up. But we're going to have this mic. It's just going to be open here. So if you have a story, just come on up and then we will just stop what we're saying. And then you guys can come and, and just take the situation. And oh, right wait. now we're seeing a friend. Oh. Okay. And his t-shirts is be excellent to each other. But let's just say something. 
the social media that Joe would run, it would be a hot guy or an inspirational quote. Yes. So we have a hot guy with an inspirational quote right now. Love so it. this is like perfect <laughs> for remembering Joe. Okay, come on up. So I don't know how long I've known Joe. It's been a while. Get um, close. But one of the things that I would say about him is, like you said, he has expectations, but he also had expectations of himself mm-hmm. and to be excellent um, to others. He Absolutely. always wanted to be that, and he always he exemplified that. And he and I had our run-ins, but you know, the one thing about it was Joe was so encompassing. He was always welcoming, and he was always having fun, and did you have a good time? And he, even in his own home, the man can make a casserole, let me tell you what. <laughs> Ooh, he was a cook, too. Yeah, if yes. you ever had food, had, yes. had his meals, come on, girl. Like, mm. he can cook. He made fresh ice cream, like homemade ice cream. Okay. Oh, damn. He made a casserole, put Paula Dean to shame, honey. <laughs> and it, that was his expression. His expression was most definitely love and welcoming you in. And, you know, that those beautiful blue eyes, that smile, and that all shucks. Oh, the Southern boy Aww. thing, and it was in the most positive way. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. What was Joe's birthday? What What is his sign? Colin. Colin. What was Joe's sign? He was on the cusp of Libra and it, it, it was really as you were, as you all have been talking about him, and and as I know him as a person. Um, I can I can totally relate to his energy, his vibe, because I'm a Libra too, and it just feels like he just wanted everybody around him to be comfortable and to be happy and to be taken care of, and that's well, like an, ex- an intrinsic st- uh, part of being a Libra. It was. Um, I mean, the thing is, we can get into like the whole of, of Joe's like past and things like that, and you guys can read that on the website, you know, like where his coming out story was. But I think knowing the trauma and the adversity that he had been through coming out later in life I think he knew the value of connection between people because he didn't feel that connection before he came out you know what I mean and then all of a sudden he's out and he's around these people and there was like a hunger to be in like a dance party situation and be in front of people be laughing smiling hugging people that was Joe you know what I mean? And so I think that that's one of the reasons why maybe you kind of like feel that. Like his like mm-hmm. little, his cuspy. The, the Libra Scorpio thing is, is, is kind of thing, you know. Um, I'm married to a Scorpio. Mm. And so I know how that situation can be. It can be very <laughs> intense. And it can also be very gratifying. Mm. Um. <laughs> so wait, if he was on the cusp, so he must be like October 22nd or 21st, right around there. What was his birthday, Colin? 23rd? October 23rd. On the 19th. Oh my gosh, you yeah. are so tuned in. I feel like I know him already personally. See? Mm. And that's the thing is, is that, you know, people do. Like, they, people, um, we heard earlier today one of, one of Joe's really good friends, Bill, talking about how, you know, he was being called his best friend. And the next person, you know, he would introduce as, this is my other best friend, Keith. This is my other best friend, you know? And the thing is, is and so he would say that, but when you were with him, you were his best friend. When you had a connect, when you had a contact, when you got that text message, the random text messages about some crazy outlandish idea, like it was like you snapped right in. Like you, you know, there was a point there where we probably didn't talk for like two years, 
just because of life. You know, mm -hmm. life does something. There's no like grand thing. You know, phone works both ways, and we just were doing our own life, life things. But you would come back together, and it was like you didn't skip a beat. We're best friends again. You were like, let's let's have dinner. Let's do this. Let's do that. You know, and you can like sh speak shorthand. He's one of those kind of people, so which is pretty beautiful. Just an all-around cool guy. I'm, you know, he's definitely been an icon in this community, a trailblazer in the industry itself, and. You know, I think it's so appropriate that we're all here today for him. I think this is exactly what he would want for us to celebrate. I think so. Like, the fact that we get to, like, make a really big deal and keep on saying Joe Whitaker's name <laughs> is kind of fun. Like, because usually it's, like, the DILF party. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to go to DILF tonight, blah, blah, blah. But, it, like, now it's, like, Joe Whitaker. Let's talk about the man. Let's talk about his legacy. Let's talk about the things that he did and the things that we can, like, take with us into the future because you know you've been tagged on old things and like facebook really does a really nice thing with this it could be also a very hurtful thing with their memories mm. that they like give you and you're like i don't want to see that you know but then there's other times when you see like oh i was tagged in this inspirational quote or i was tagged in this party flyer and like memories just like whoosh right back in you know what is one of your favorite memories okay joe so this is what happened. This wasn't too long ago. Uh, in October, we were in Orlando for Pride. And this is at the end of like two nice evening successful parties. We had Meatball there. We had Jada from Drag Race. I mean, like Joe was pulling it all out. We had GSP, T-Don. We had all these DJs. And have a great time. We get back to our hotel later that evening. And I'm sitting out there with Meatball and we're waiting for drinks. And our bartender was very Florida. So our bartender was not very sober. And our bartender really didn't know what was going on. There was a few points where she like fell asleep standing up. Like she was like talking and she'd like nod off and be right back. You know what I mean? Like, and like she would go underneath to grab a glass and disappear for two minutes and then come back up and she would just nowhere. So me and Meepaw have now been sitting down here waiting for drinks for about a good 25 minutes. Mm. In walks Colin, and then right behind him is Joe, his little bulldog self. And they come to sit down with us. So, yep, yeah, but we'll take a double vodka, blah, 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 blah. Like, so we're now waiting for drinks, and this woman is not with it. Other people come. She's now intentionally not serving us. And you can just see Joe just start to slowly get bigger. Like, <laughs> he's like four foot nothing, but then all of a sudden he's like 18 feet tall because you can see like the indignation and everything coming out of his body. Because we're now, I mean, we've been there three days. This is after like the, the tea dance. We've had two nighttime parties and it's just like you get back to the hotel and you just want to drink. You want that like a lobby martini is my kink. It's a thing. Um, but like he just was growing in his seat and then all of a sudden he's like standing on top of the bar thing and just like <laughs> no the she needs come back down here and i'm gonna call the with the diamond desk i'm gonna call the diamond desk and it was just like this whole thing like i've never seen joe read you know what i mean like you've never seen like joe like be that person and he became that person mm. and it was just like okay I'm, I'm seeing i'm seeing this i'm seeing the little bulldog come out you know it's not just cute like blue eyes and like hey here's a cigar how you doing my best friend no it was not that it was where are these motherfucking drinks you stupid bitch but it was like <laughs> it was that energy but he didn't say it like that <laughs> okay so that's a, that's a favorite story Aww. and it's really nice you know this uh slideshow that colin had sent over to me to put together it just he had 
he lived a really full life. It really? seems like he was always doing something. I see zip lining happening. I see horseback riding happening. I'm sure there was some bareback riding <laughs> happening from time to time. Absolutely. <laughs> and then the thing is, is you guys can't hear like some of these things. Like we're watching a zip line right now, but there's another footage of here. And I encourage you guys to look on Colin's social media of Joe singing the Sh karaoke Shania Twain man I feel like a woman oh my gosh yeah I was listening to it earlier when I was testing out the video and I had it up and it was it was great oh it's wonderful because <laughs> the thing is he knows every single word he's doing his cowboy sway which I know a lot of his friends know like it's just like it's the way that he would dance it's the way this little meatball would move you know what I mean and so you know one hand would usually be like in a pocket uh -huh. or as other people said earlier, we down the pants, and then uh. the other hands in the air, and this is the <laughs> dance. And so, and you'll see it sometimes in these, and it's just, you know, it's adorable, you know. So it's just when you have that time to like, you know, you're known as the ultimate dilf, this daddy, this leather man, and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden, it's like you let down his hair, and he's thinking, man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> it just sounds like a really grounded individual. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't sing that song? I, I mean, who doesn't feel like a woman from time to time? I know I do. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All baldy. <laughs> Does anybody else want to share a story about when they first met Joe or a favorite story with Joe? Come on up. Ooh, we have another story coming up. Is that Max? That's Max. That's Max. Max is on the mic. There you are. There you go. Sorry about that. Um, when I first met Joe, it was here at Uncle Mo's, and we were starting DILF for the first time, what, eight years ago or something like that. And the thing that I've always loved about Joe was his generosity of spirit. Um, flash forward five years later, and we're in like 10 different cities, and we're having a, a great night in Los Angeles. You know, there's like 500 people out there. And he pulls me aside, and he says, we did it, you know. we've." We finally did it. We made this happen, you know. And I was just so honored that he shared that with me. I mean, I'm just a stupid DJ, you know. But, you know, he really shared that generosity and that spirit with me, you know. And um, I'll be forever grateful for that. And I'll love him and miss him always. So, absolutely. It's the thing is, is that he, like, it was DJ Max Bruce who just came up and, um, who meant a great deal to Joe, was on a lot of parties, you know, like all the LA things. And like I said earlier, it was that loyalty and that thing of like, we created a success together, let's recreate the success and let's push it even further. And I think that's what he was doing with his parties, with the legacy, with, with you know, with the DJs that he had, you know, that you see that, you know, like last year on this boat, we had like Max on there and Kitty Glitter and it was just like it was a big family that he was building in this club land you know that we each have our own tribe when it comes to you know our gay life our gay world you know and when you're coming out as queer you're coming out as trans whatnot but you find your people and Joe was one of those people who found his people and then kept finding more and kept adding to the tribe so eventually it was like you don't have five people on your team he's got 500 in the room that are all there kind of towards the same goal of just having a great time let's let our hair down 
and let's leave it all here on the dance floor. They all had a part in his big show. Absolutely. And I love that about him and his it, the way he is a promoter. Some some promoters are different than others, but it seems like Joe really took into consideration and, and was very thoughtful when it came to the idea of the music versus the venue, the decoration, the entertainment. It was all so well planned out and it worked so well together. But was the, it was the sharing the success with the others. Because the thing is, is getting to the process of a party sometimes <laughs> was crazy. I mean, oh. the thing is, is we have, we have stories here of like, where is the iPad? Where is the charge cord? <laughs> Colin, where are those tickets? You know, it's those kind of things that you're just like, you knew that that was coming down the oh, line. Yeah. Oh, we were, we would be sitting somewhere eating before a party because, you know, you got to eat something before things start. And he's got a laptop, an iPad, two phones, uh, you know, <laughs> and then like somebody else's bag next to him. And he, somebody will come over and say hello, and he takes off, and all the stuff is sitting there. So then me, as my worry self, I'm just sitting there like, okay, let's watch all of his belongings, because uh -huh. we're in Florida. <laughs> like, it's going to walk. <laughs> that bartender is going to come just, over here. But it was the trust. You know what yeah. I mean? It was a trust in everybody that was around, that everybody was kind of motivated towards the same end goal, and that there wasn't somebody there that was going to take your iPad. Somebody's going to find his iPad for him. Right. Yeah, it was that. Of course. Aw. So, any other stories today as we're. We have here time talking? for a couple others. If anybody wants to get in here, come on over. Okay, we have another. Is good that friend. Aaron? Hi, Aaron. Okay. I'm just going to sit. Okay. I might not be able to hear Okay. I love her. Hi. This is kind of a. We've done this before, Glitz. I know, it's been a hot minute. It has been on. But it was actually right here. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. In front of a bar that used to be here. The old right? Copa bar, yes. And we used to get shots. Yes. Shaw. Thank oh, you very much. I, I, I miss. Yes. No. Yep, yep. He said she Let's said. has been on that a couple of times. A couple of times when Ophelia couldn't get out of bed. Well, who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's she? We're talking about Joe. Yeah. How much we love Joe. There's a lot of love here for him. So I'll, I'll mention the very first time that I met Joe was in 2010. Um, so I was doing an event, and I was the guy that was selling the tickets for a charity event. If there's one thing that everybody should know about Joe is that he was very philanthropic. He loved charity. And I think he got a lot of that because he didn't, um, he didn't want anybody to feel there was not a place for them. And so particularly youth, which is why the Sunburst Youth Housing Project was so important to him. He wanted everybody to have a home. And so when I first met him, I was the guy that was selling tickets, like jello shot type guy at a pool party for uh, raising money for a youth services organization. And he said, I love what you guys are doing. Where are you from? And I said, well, I work at the San Diego LGBT Community Center. And he's like, oh yeah, that's so great. I, he had not moved here to San Diego yet. And um, I said, well, let me tell you about my organization. And it was because of that that I built a friendship with Joe along, because I had known Rich for, for many years. Rich was a, a, a wonderful donor to the center. And he allowed us to do these things at his pool parties. And, Joe was new in town. He was fresh meat, big, hunkin', muscly daddy that everybody was like, <laughs> yeah, that's the one we want. 
And um, we're like, you know what? I'm this. There's a little more depth to this guy than just being, you know, pretty and muscles. And and there absolutely was. And I think that one of the things that I cherish about the friendship that I've had with Joe for the last 13 years is that that part of him never changed. He was always so generous of his time, of his brand, of his money, of, of making sure that the community was taken care of. He always wanted to make sure that the community was taken care of. He didn't get a lot of that back where he lived in Alabama. So, you know, when you come to your new home in San Diego and this is what you embrace, you, you love everybody so much, which is why he loved everybody so much. He always told everybody, I love you. I love you. That's what he did, hugging people. Just like Bill said in his speech, it's like, you know, everybody was his best friend and he wanted everybody to feel so connected and together and he made sure that organizations like the center and like Sunburst were able to continue to offer the services that they offered because he always donated. And he did it because he wanted to, not because he felt obligated or he wanted to make sure that there was something on a poster that said this is a donation. He did it because he wanted to. And for that, that was our connection. Our connection was how he cared so much about others that you wouldn't think a promoter and the environment that we're talking about um, would care. Mm. So I, I, I will always love him for that. And yes, we were very, very close, um, but it was, that was always our bond because we had this sort of social service, philanthropic, community giving connection that I never lost because of him and I don't think he ever lost because of what he felt like we did here in San Diego and what he was able to do with his parties mm. so no thank you for sharing Aaron of course thank you for having me absolutely well with that we have about 10 minutes. We're going to break down this little podcast so we can make room for our first entertainer for you all. Um, we have the amazing Chad Michaels coming up along with Hello. Paris. Sukomi Max is going to be joining us over here on the main stage. And then right after that, we'll start our tea dance on the patio. And Max will be spinning and I'll be performing with Kixie Vixen Styles. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be a whole thing. So we're going to turn the room. We're going to turn the party. We are going to turn this into a place of love, of connection, of dancing. You guys are going to probably hear this Alexis Jordan song, Happiness, a couple times this evening and make sure that you guys put your hands in the air and just completely let that song wash over you. Um, this has been an amazing time with you, Blitz. I really appreciate you having me here and then also just the rest of the friends and everybody that are here. Um, want to tell you guys about some things that are going to be coming up, so just do keep your eyes peeled. Um, Colin is going to be taking that legacy, that tribute of the Escapade Cruises the, awesome. uh, for the Pride Party. And uh, he's going to be putting that back together for us this year. So make sure you guys keep your eyes peeled. Get those tickets. They're going to be available on Eventbrite. Look at his social media, and you guys will get the links on there. 
But um, so the Escapade Party, we are going to be trying to bring that back this year. So do look for it, do support it, and uh, also just thank you guys all so much for coming out this afternoon. Uh, as Aaron did say, that we are taking donations for the yes. Sunburst Youth at the LGBT Center. So those who are in house right now, if you guys see those QR codes here and there, that's an easy way for you guys to just scan, make a quick donation in Joe's name. Uh, and we'll probably put that on our socials and the descriptions for this podcast and whatnot. But sounds um, amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for having all of us. We really appreciate. This. Thank you for being here, D'Angelo. I appreciate yeah. you. This just shows. Well, thank you. We appreciate you so much. What's Glam and the Church of Glam and GGTV, Moe's, Krishal, everybody here. This has been a wonderful experience um, that you guys even shut everything down for us just to give everybody this safe space to feel their feelings, um, whatever they may be. So thank you guys so much for all that you guys do for the community. And this just is a, it's a blessing to have Moe's and to have you guys here. So thank you. I can't add anything else to that. It was fabulous. <laughs> all right, y'all, we're going to shut this down, move this on the way out, and we're going to get some drag queens up here for you. Until next time, GDV. Good night from lower level. <laughs> Damn, girl, is that the end already? Sheesh. Time flies when you're having fun. Want to join us live? Meet our cast and special guests. Have your say on this very podcast? Well, join our live studio audience. Sundays, 12 noon, live from the world-famous Urban Moe's Bar and Grill. Be part of the community like never before. Hillcrest, see you next time.